Hey guys, welcome to Layers of Design, a podcast where we'll be sharing stories and experiences from different designers in the design field. My name is Ebehi Jerere, and I'll be your host. So sit back, listen, and enjoy. Hey guys, so welcome to this episode of Layers of Design. With me, I have a special guest, Catherine Crotty. She's a Miami-based designer, and she's working at a residential firm currently. Um, Catherine, welcome. <laughs> Tell us <laughs> a bit you. about yourself. Thank you, Abehi. Um, well, I'm actually really honored to be here. I think this is a really beautiful project you're doing. Thank and you. um, it's unique to facilitate conversations between designers about their experiences. And so, you know, I congratulate you on that. And I congratulate everyone listening, actually, because <laughs> yes. you took time out of your day to get inspired or learn something. So that's really great. Thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was born in North Carolina to a logistics manager and a data analyst. Oh, wow. <laughs> my brother is pursuing a quantitative finance right now. So we're a family of math people yeah. <laughs> who value practicality. And uh, I think what distinguishes me within mm-hmm. my family is that while they were kind of focused on numbers and patterns, I've always been fascinated by shapes and uh, abstraction and the anti-pattern, wow. like trying to figure out how to derive solutions to mm-hmm. the same problem, but in a different formula kind of like breaking the mold so um beyond that i i work right now in miami for like you said a residential architecture firm we do custom single family homes on the high-end side of the market um when i moved here six and a half years ago to miami i i was at architecture school at the university of miami and then kind of working in all different mediums. Uh, I started out working for an eclectic interior design firm. Oh, wow. And then I moved on to Miami-Dade County Parks and Recreation, and I was doing... uh, Did you enjoy that? Because that's like working for the city. (laughs) Oh, wow. It was cool because it was a very unique office environment to be working in a government office. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a lot of freedom, actually, because the deadlines were very, very long. Oh. Um, So the pace at which we moved was very slow, and that gave you a lot of time to really dig in to the project. So that was fun. And what I was doing was um, technology research for sustainable design products. So that's really interesting. Actually. Yeah, <laughs> it was we did a lot of like focus on energy harnessing mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. playground equipment. Like how could some some sort of built product that was on the playground uh-huh. be collecting sunlight during the day or even kinetic energy from people using it? Wow. It was really I'm neat. so fascinated because <laughs> this is like a sidetrack. Yeah. But I'm currently designing a playground like two blocks away. Oh, wow. And like I'm researching all the equipment and it's so fascinating to see how much there is for kids' playground. So So much. I was like, oh my gosh, that's yeah. so cool. And the extent to which the design goes is incredible. Yes, I'm having so much fun like doing all of the sketches and building everything in Revit. Yeah. I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> Have you looked at Scandinavian playgrounds? I feel no, like I they're haven't. they're running the game, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta check, check that out. out. I will, I will. And I'll give you some tips after this too of some stuff that Thank I found you. while I was working over at Miami Dade. Yes, so. please. Yeah, that's really that's a really interesting topic. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Okay, sorry. Um, no. <laughs> so after that, mm-hmm. uh, I, I started working over at that residential firm. And mm-hmm. um, I've always kind of lived that way, very sporadically, mm-hmm. changing what my day-to-day looks like and what I'm interested in, kind of diving in deeper. 
And I, I actually ran into an old professor of mine last week at an Art Basel event, and I was told her what I was up to. And I was explaining to her that this week I was actually volunteering at Design Miami because now I'm interested in exhibition design. And oh, wow. She said, wow, Catherine, you're like an octopus. Like, you have your hands and everything. And I told her, no, I'm just curious. Um, and I think that's the luxury we have as designers. designers yes. We get to be the octopus. We get to explore all sorts of mediums oh because yeah. designing, like, you know, creating the uncreated and solving the unsolved is relevant to so many different things. It really is. Yeah. That was, like, beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, because I, I completely agree. And um, I was thinking about it some days ago about how, like, architecture is the way I choose to express my creativity. Exactly. But I feel like, you know, us being designers in the field of architecture, we tend to forget how, like, I guess, how lucky almost we are that we can mm -hmm. see something and make anything. Or we can see nothing and make something out of it, you know? Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> and it's almost a curse, too, because sometimes I'm about to buy a piece of furniture and I'm like, but I can make it better. <laughs> <laughs> Then I'm I like, see you know the what? problem and no. I have to get into it. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. So for me, like to indulge in that curiosity, like mm -hmm. I, uh, in my free time, I do graphite illustration. Um, I focus on realism, mm -hmm. specifically objects and spaces and uh, buildings. Um, and for me, that's a very meditative process because the pencil is an outlet that flows and there's no deadline and there's no client yes. Yes. it's free <laughs> you just get to be like in your zone and right exactly it's really special it is it and is. i think all designers have to have that time of their day or that activity that speaks to the right side of their brain most intimately so yes. that they can continue to feel creative and like they're producing something meaningful I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Me too. Because um, it's it's like, it's almost like a daily reminder, you know, mm -hmm. for us as designers to just keep practicing like our art and... Absolutely. <laughs> so um, what got you into architecture or design? I feel attracted to architecture specifically mm -hmm. because it's this creative medium that most intimately allows me to understand life on earth because of how mm -hmm. interconnected it is with so many different disciplines um if you think about what goes into erecting a structure mm -hmm. you think about psychology history ergonomics um physics you know it's it's very interconnected and life is kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen the show One Strange Rock on Netflix with, no, I with Will Smith. No, I haven't. Oh, wow. I have to watch that. <laughs> it, it's about uh, he interviews astronauts and okay. they explain how reactions happening in the cosmos are affecting molecular reactions that are happening on Earth and how everything is just this one big circle. And so that's kind of something that racks my brain. Um, how interconnected everything is and oh. architecture is that art form that embodies that that's true <laughs> <laughs> no you're absolutely right though because in architecture all forms all, all art forms have a play and mm -hmm. they have a place in it in any way imaginable just from the design process and then, you know, carrying it all the way over to, you know, even with the precision of the details. 
Right. And then carrying to even the interior design and <laughs> and um personally i am very spiritual mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i focus a lot on meditation and i think that for architecture it to me re- resembles the human spirit in a way because it's infinite and boundless and through inspiration it's actually capable of anything and um one time i saw this youtube video mm-hmm. uh about a Harvard graduate student was doing a presentation and she titled her presentation form follows anything. And I think that's a fantastic way to put it as opposed to form follows function Function, because everything affects the design, you know, so good architects, like they have to understand people and nature and religion and they have to create a dialogue between these things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I also think what's interesting about architecture is that it's it's really fun designing a building because it's a process of reaction. Hmm. Uh, when you're chiseling away at mm-hmm. an original idea, you have these moments of iteration where you have to step back, evaluate, and determine what to do next. And in those moments, which is different from art, mm-hmm. you reference these things that are affecting the place that you're making. Um, so that could be how the sun's moving across the sky during the day mm-hmm. or how the site is grading or mm-hmm. how what political or religious or cultural statement needs to be made so the answers are there you know they're in humanity and that's they really are. how we that's how we design <laughs> it's true and that's how architecture begins to have an impact on like the right. people that use it right absolutely <laughs> this is so this is fantastic i'm sorry i'm so excited i am too. like you're you're um you you're putting i feel like you're describing like our profession so well you know in you. like the way you wrap it all up together it's not just it's not limiting Right? right, it's right. It's it's refreshing to hear that. Right, <laughs> especially after a long week of you know doing the details right. and being so technical, it's just refreshing to be reminded that architecture is full of possibilities. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess, what would you say inspires you, like as a designer and you know, like as an artist, what inspires mm-hmm. you? Um, mountains. Deserts. Interesting. Oceans. So a lot of your work is more about nature? A lot of my work is about objects. Hmm. Okay. But I think that I think a lot about presence and whether that be kind of human consciousness or uh, the human experience. Mm-hmm. I think we get a lot of clarity on that thought within nature because landscapes mm-hmm. are kind of puzzling like they're they're so vast sometimes they're infinite even and they have so many colors and they're kind of like this perfect concoction so when we experience them we can really get in touch with the scale of ourselves as well as what we're feeling what we're thinking about maybe what our desires are mm-hmm. um there's this famous like modern philosopher he's kind of like a youtube guy and <laughs> His name's Jason Silva, and he, when he comes up with his ideas about how he imagines existentialism, Mm -hmm. um, he always goes by the ocean, or he goes on a hike, and I think that makes a lot of sense because human beings need that relationship with something so incredible to feel something so deep, 
And for instance, I, about two weeks ago, I was traveling in North Carolina and my boyfriend and I, we did a road trip up in the mountains so that oh, we wow. could see rural areas. And in the morning, when you drive by the Blue Ridge mountain range, you see a thousand colors. And in the winter, it's like reds and browns and oranges. And then eight hours later, the sun's setting and you drive back the same mountain range and it's a thousand different colors. It's blue and purple and pink. Oh, that that must be breathtaking. Right. So it's that's inspiration for me. Um, and I think architects can actually really take advantage of that by dissolving the boundary between architecture and nature environment. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good example of that that I can think of is Frank Lloyd Wright. He with, for instance, falling water. Yeah. That's one of the greatest examples in history of contextualism mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of the way that it sits on the site. And um, he also does these interior details that, to me, I just, are, I think, are really intelligent, where by the fireplace that's in the living room, mm-hmm. he has these boulders, and the boulders are taken from outside the building on the site, and they're protruding from the floor, which is the stone that's been waxed, like really heavily waxed so that it's reflective. And what it looks like when you're standing in the room is a stream with boulders coming out of it, which is what at that's the bottom of the waterfall, the yeah. land looks like. Yeah, yeah. And then all of the areas where the glass um, for windows are touching stone, he doesn't use framing. So that when you're inside of the house and you're looking out at the landscape beyond, you just get stones framing the landscape. It's supernatural, you know? You you feel like you're outside, but you're inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I should talk to you all the time. Okay, just to that get sounds great. Inspiration, you know? Sounds awesome. This is Let's get amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, You've told us a lot about, you know, what inspires you. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's beautiful. It's it's almost like you, you know, you're expressing that, like, architecture is so much bigger than what we are. Right. right? Um, so, I guess, what aspects of design or of architecture are you passionate about? Um, so, I think what interests me the most about design specifically well when relevant to architecture it's kind of the process i referred to earlier about how you're always identifying the reaction of things so the way that you have to understand people and places and material and you're predicting a certain future for life within that building Um, once it's created it's left through time and people will continue to use and reuse and maybe even reprogram that space So it's this enormous duty as an architect to be able to create something timeless that continues Mm -hmm. to tell a story that will support, will will be in a way multifunctional Um, because who knows how it'll affect that place and what the people will make it become. I mean, think about the Pantheon, right? Mm -hmm. Adrian built it to be a temple, a place of worship, but it was also an enormous political symbol. And then now it's a tourist attraction (laughs) not saying that any of us are going to build the pantheon but (laughs) it's standing the test of time and he has a lot to teach so exactly yeah it becomes a teaching tool that's a really great point so let's kind of like backtrack i guess you know so we kind of know where you're at now you know you're doing great (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying but (laughs) i know we're all trying but um so let's kind of like backtrack okay, okay on I guess, you know, where did you school? Mm-hmm. 
And if this has always, like, if design architecture has always been, like, a part of who you are. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I went to school at the University of Miami, and I chose it for a very specific reason. I wanted to live in an enormous city. Mm. I like the idea of anonymity, like, in the city, being your own person. No one knows who you are. You're just out there exploring. Um, And Miami specifically has this super deep amount of layers of culture you can join any sort of community and if you discover yourself throughout that process then you know you can explore another community Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um especially for young designers i think that the city of miami actually has its arms open it's a younger city it's it's not like new york where the design field is a little more established you have that here but there's so many other outlets and opportunities Mm -hmm. for people who want to express themselves in a different way um and i i loved my education at the university of miami actually uh i I hear sometimes people criticize university (laughs) architecture education is not close enough to what they do at work yeah but personally i am so glad that was the case (laughs) because you don't need to learn what you're going to exactly do at your tasks at work. Work will teach you that and you'll work for most of the, that's your life. That's a very different perspective. Right. And I think that architecture school mm-hmm. is so special because it taught you how to be your own designer. That's true. What do you want to see built? What do you love about architecture? Who are you as a designer? And you can explore that with total creative freedom because I don't know about you, but the stuff I was making my freshman year probably would not be as engineeringly possible (laughs) as my imagination thought. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good. That's healthy, you know, because when it gets to the career, Mm -hmm. architecture has some boundaries, you have to design within a site's context. Of you course. have to comply by certain codes. And, of course, your client has their own desires. I which... was about to say that. <laughs> it's, it's like it's not even your designs, per se. You know, it's from, like, right. the client. Right. So architecture school has this unique opportunity where you're the client. You're your own client. <laughs> That's, That's so special. Um and it's actually made me think a lot about the contemporary architecture industry mm-hmm. because... I think that right now there's a difference between production and designing. Yes. Um, Yes. A lot of offices are formatted for production, the optimization of time and materials Mm -hmm. and resources. And when I say resources, I mean people, Uh, which makes it very difficult to create very thorough designs because art is inspired. It's not optimized. Oh my gosh, yes. I was thinking about that so much the other day because I'm like, we're always forced to like rush this schematic design process. Right. To like rush to the end to make the most money to, you know, and it's like, we are designers. Like we need to spend a bit more time like massaging that design before taking it full on. Exactly. It's it's a massaging process. Exactly. That's exactly it. But it's like if for architecture they cut that time and they're like that's not essential anymore. Right. Right, because capitalism isn't so of interested course. in prioritizing the romanticism of the craft. Nope, they need the money. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. <laughs> um so I I mean I don't have a solution for that necessarily, but I guess the only thing I could say was for people to just promote creative environments. 
you know, take mm-hmm. the time to sketch, to model, to That's very important. what I talked about at the beginning, draw, mm-hmm. find your creative outlook so that you're always exercising that muscle in the brain and that the production size of the career doesn't take over how you now see architecture. There's always more than that. There's always more than that. That's true. And the practice is important for us because we forget to, you know, we we don't get the chance to kind of weed away bad ideas. That's what I say. Like when I start like sketching or trying to figure out something, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is me weeding out the bad ideas per se. And then, you know, growing it into something more. Right. So I feel the practice is important for us. So we're used to recognizing what we prefer in a design and right. how what we can build off of that design because right. that's what makes us unique you know exactly. not everyone is capable of coming up with ideas that didn't exist before that's why we're doing this whole thing yeah. <laughs> and ideas that can also solve a problem right <laughs> um so i'm gonna talk about one of my favorite things now being a woman in our field <laughs> um so i guess how how do you feel you know like you're the whole your career through your you know your education and now out in the field how does it feel to be a woman like are there any challenges that you might have faced i love being a woman yes me too <laughs> it's fantastic it's let me tell you fantastic oh my gosh and actually i think women are running the architecture world right now i think that well for personally my office is 90 percent women wow Oh my, my god, that's amazing. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> and then my schooling was 60% plus like women studying architecture. So I I just see women being so talented at this specific field yeah. because we're so good at multitasking. Mm-hmm. And when I imagine the mind of an architect, it's kind of this interconnected web of information that like I imagine this three-dimensional object right that you have to constantly be balancing something over there and something over there and the projects are moving at different speeds mm-hmm. and at different places um and you're working with different people and you have to keep track of all of it mm-hmm. and women are so good at that because they have this attention to detail um and also something that we kind of talk about in my office is we really nurture our projects um, we call them our children. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some Sometimes we'll actually ask each other, like, who's your baby right now? And oh. if you're kind of referring to what's the project you spend the most time on. Um, and it makes a lot of sense because you really do take care of this idea and you raise it to be something that means something and that can withstand on its own in the world. Mm-hmm. And then the first time you ever see it in the f- real form, not just on a piece of paper... It's really powerful, you know, like, there's my kid out there getting it. (laughs) Doing the best. Doing the best you possibly can. Looking beautiful. I know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I I completely agree with you. I think women, there's a special place for us in the design field. Mm -hmm. Because I think we're born creatives, to be honest. And and problem solvers. I mean... (laughs) We dig down until we have the answer. We put so much effort into things. And we're so passionate about something we really want to take care of and nurture and just see thrive. Exactly. Yeah, no, my my heart like feels so much. I when I see this this one project I'm working on is getting built right now and we're probably like seventy percent through construction. Um and when we go to the site 
like me and my project manager will even like hold hands and be oh. like, there she is. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and they, it looks more beautiful than you ever imagined. When you drew it on the paper, it, yeah. it became so technical and you know it so well. But then when it's there in the flesh, it's you did a better job than you ever imagined you would. Yeah. That's because you put that time and care. Yeah. And it's not sloppily done. You know? Right. And hopefully you have that experience because I'm sure there's people out there who maybe they worked super hard and they went to the site and they were like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not what I imagined. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. But um, I, mean, I I lost our, you know, our topic because we were talking about, about the challenges. and challenges. I yeah. I get, you know. <laughs> About challenges, Mm -hmm. I think I've had less challenges in my career based on my gender. I think I've been fortunate enough to meet very respectful men who have given me um, the opportunity to speak despite being a woman. I I know not everyone has had that luxury. Um, But I think that where the challenges I face actually have to do with age. Uh, I'm I'm 24 (laughs) years old. Uh I've been out of college for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And I have been dismissed in moments of opportunity because I'm, quote, not experienced enough. Yeah, I was just about to say that, inexperienced. Right. Oof. And I will give that those people some credit. Like, their architecture is very specific because mm-hmm. you do learn through problems. And you need the practice. Right. You do need the practice. Yes. You have to face these situations head on and then get through it. And then that stays with you for the rest of your life in your tool belt and that's kind of how you become a good architect. I do agree with that philosophy. But I also think that young minds see a much more broader horizon of possibility. Yeah, just like little kids. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We're not afraid to be creative. And we're not afraid to express something that no one at the table is saying. (laughs) No, I I get it. It It is kind of discouraging. Because what's really cool about working in a creative field is all these smart heads coming up with ideas together. I like working in architecture because it's a team process. Mm -hmm. It's not me alone sitting at home, figuring out this whole thing by myself. It's talking with people who have had different backgrounds than me, who care about different things in the process. And then together we come up with this holistic idea Mm -hmm. and the interaction of each other is what makes it super fun. So when someone gets pushed aside because of, their age or whatever it is Mm. maybe in some situations their gender that is very discouraging i think they're kind they're they're not helping the process no they're not i guess you know our love for women in the career and all of that it makes me wonder do you think um how do you think women can break barriers in the career i think effort just always show up and do your best and research and explore things that matter to you. If you like psychology, read about psychology. If you think that maybe you're a good painter, paint. Make yourself multi-talented and Mm. always practice what you Mm. love. And then when you go to work, you are this spectacular human being because you have extended your brain into different outlets. that's true. Always read. Books are amazing. Um, watch movies. <laughs> no, really, because we can also catch inspiration from anywhere. Yeah. Visit your local galleries, you know? And I think the only way that 
women or anyone yeah. can continue to be competitive in the field is to just fill yourself with knowledge and love for the craft. Because it also, if you're showing up to work and you're not happy to be there, then you're not going to do a good job. Nope. So find your happiness. <laughs> yes. No, and you know, I was reading something the other day and I can't remember what it was, but they were pr- pretty much talking about how we, like, we as human beings, we forget the possibilities like that we can achieve you know Mm -hmm. so it's like you know you could be great at the gym or you could be great at i don't know painting for example but if we if we don't even practice let's say another craft like dancing we're not stretching that possibility of what we can achieve as humans you know right so it was this whole thing about encouraging i guess people to keep stretching the limits yeah and i think that's how it is too with architecture and design because you have to keep I guess exploring new ideas and getting all this inspiration from everywhere to grow in the craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, Peter Zumthor always says that design requires intelligent human beings. So we we are the ones responsible for mm-hmm. making ourselves intelligent. Um, and actually, a really cool Peter Zumthor story that I, I like to tell is about this time that he was commissioned by a carpet company Mm -hmm. to design a specific carpet and several other designers were reached out to and his concept that he came up with Mm -hmm. was that he wanted a group of women in this other country to do the weaving Mm. and that any time a different woman was weaving or the temperature changed the weather outside was different or the time changed they would then choose a color based on that So the concept was basically that there was no predetermined design. There was no author but nature. Hmm. And what happens is that once the carpet gets woven and he sees the final product, he says, it's terrible. It's super ugly. (laughs) It's just this mixed bag of colors. (laughs) (laughs) And he realized at that moment that design requires a human author. It Mm -hmm. requires human intervention. Mm -hmm. And so... If it's up to us, we have to figure out how to make ourselves good at that craft. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really, it, it makes so much sense because design requires the sense of control as well, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's it's not just this arbitrary thing that you just put up together. You need that intellectual side of it. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? <laughs> What's your favorite part of design? Oh, wow. (laughs) I hadn't even really thought about that. What's your inspiration? And you can totally freestyle that. What do you love? (laughs) Okay. Um, This actually comes easier now because I guess now I'm in a phase in my career where I'm trying to really focus on what I love about architecture and why I got into it in the first place. And I've told this so many times because, again, I started, you know, kind of weeding out all of the things that I didn't like. So I got to this stage. Right. Um, And I've always had this passion for helping people and Mm -hmm. for seeing, um, I guess, helping the less privileged. Mm -hmm. And I always had this idea of creating like a community for the less privileged where they'll have everything like houses and all of that. And the way I saw myself... um, Achieving that goal was by going into architecture because I didn't like politics or mm-hmm. <laughs> any of mm-hmm. that. So going into architecture, 
the design, you know, the more I, um, I guess, learn about architecture, I started to realize that I liked, you know, good design was really important for a community. And I noticed how that good design could change a community and the way people kind of enjoy a space. Wow. So that was, that, that has become my focus. And I don't know, over the years between the stress of school and then jobs and everything being so technical, I kind of lost that touch of why I really got into architecture. So now I'm kind of like backtracking. But um, what I'm trying to say is <laughs> the part of design I like is how it affects people and how it Absolutely. affects a community. I think that's amazing because you have Thank to you. remember that. You do. You, have you to do. think about the people who will be occupying the mm-hmm, space. That's mm-hmm. all of it. It is. And every, I feel like architecture is so unique and so different to a community because it's it has the things that the people like represent it like represents the people so that's why there's so much architecture so much different architecture all over the world yeah which is such a cool and incredible thing i think it's so incredible going to a new city and just seeing this crazy detail or you know the way they put together a structure it's like to be surprised like Mm -hmm. i've never seen that before exactly i I had never even thought about that and it's some it could be something that responds to the climate there or exactly whatever the cultural values are of the time or something that was happening that during that time exactly historical events absolutely and it's it shocks you in a way because it's not something that you see all the time Mm -hmm. that's a really cool thing that architecture can do it is it's so special it's so special (laughs) we're like so romantic over here about (laughs) it's good though you know it's super healthy it to like no it really is just be positive about that kind of stuff um but wait um i guess touch on your hobbies my what hobbies you, yeah what do you like to do apart uh, from i know you said graphite illustrations yeah um what else i love music i love to see music mm-hmm. uh miami's a really great resource for this because there's so many cool venues that are kind of unknown that are just people's houses or just really odd locations that local bands and even if you don't know them it's a great way to get interested or just learn something about what's out there what people Mm -hmm, are doing creatively mm -hmm. um i also think there's a lot of great galleries here so i'm always keeping up with what's moving through them and currently with the kadampa meditation group over on coral way interesting (laughs) that is not a promo <laughs> but um but yeah it's it's really tra- changed my life. Um I started thinking about how to understand my life through reading mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I wanted something with more of a community to it. And so I I learned about meditation through a friend of mine and okay. so I started visiting this it's kind of like a temple inside of an office space in Car- on Carlway. Yes. Hmm. And it's led by a monk a Buddhist monk. Wow. And he reads literature written by Buddhist monks before him. Mm-hmm. And um, we all reflect on the words of what this person wrote, and he explains it to us in more like layman's terms. And then we meditate for 20 minutes. And you sit with your eyes closed, and he'll speak like upon the words that we just read. And it's this really wow. life changing experience for me because it's taught me how to control my mind, you know, like meditation is about being able to change your mind, Mm. being able to actually, I'll just tell you a little um, proverb that comes from something that he reads constantly. 
when you're looking at the road in front of you mm -hmm. and it's covered in hot coals, mm -hmm. you could either cover the entire road in leather or you could put on shoes. And what he means is that you, when life becomes complicated and you aren't quite sure how to react to it, you can't change life. It's bigger than you, but you can so change true. your perspective. So if something is going on with you personally mm -hmm. and maybe you feel pain from it, then you can change your perspective to feel joy or gratitude by seeing it differently. Yeah, like it's still your choice. Right. <laughs> no, no, I'm, it's, it's crazy. I feel like, you know, the craziest part, I guess the, the reason I stopped there for a second is because a lot of times when I have like interviews, I normally do them like midweek or end of week. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the conversations, it's like I had just kind of seen the same thing or like thought about the same thing. So yeah. when someone else is repeating it, it's like, this is yeah. it's amazing. It's, so yeah. True. <laughs> it's yeah. like a reinforcement. So I've actually never tried meditation. Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. Give it a shot. I've been told that it's good. Oh, absolutely. I meditated before I came. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of nervous, so I, like, sat on my I'm, back. I'm nervous, I... too. Like... <laughs> and I was, like, clearing my mind. I was doing some ohms. <laughs> but it's going great. You're doing yeah. really well. Yeah, this was really fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I really loved it. <laughs> um, I guess, what else? What else did you write? Um, Is there anything you want to talk about or, like, share with us? Oh, you know, I was going to ask you... Um, mm -hmm. I know you're currently working at like a residential firm. What other aspects of, I guess, architecture would you be interested in? What other types of architecture am you, I interested in? Yes, apart okay. from residential. Okay, so I have these two passions. Mm -hmm. One is museum design, uh, specifically art exhibitions. The other is outdoor living. Hmm. And I kind of compare it to glamping mm -hmm. like the luxury camping right so that you have this really nice space but you're outside so you're not doing a tent you mm -hmm. have running water oh you have God. yes your shower your <laughs> toilet you <laughs> you have like air conditioning and all of that but it's a house that's specifically designed to complement the environment that it sits in and then also you're in proximity to really great you know, maybe a national park, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the Grand Canyon or Yosemite. So, so it's kind of geared towards people who want to do hiking or biking out there. And they're not interested in staying in a big hotel mm -hmm. with a bunch of people. They like the idea of being just them alone with the area. Um, kind of like a cabin in the woods effect. Ah, okay. So, okay, okay, go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not sure what to do with that passion. Uh, I... It's have, something that I've recently realized about myself. Hmm, have you tried um, like competitions? No. I love competitions. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are a lot of competitions actually that are geared towards that. Really? Yeah. Like I remember there was one um, myself, Gabriel and some of our other friends participated in. And we had to like design this resort on the, I don't remember the location, but it was like on a cliff 
and stuff. Oh, how cool. But it, it was beautiful. And, you know, they only gave us a, I don't, the program was very small. So it was only a couple people, like a luxury resort. Mm-hmm. And they really emphasized like connecting back to nature and all of that. Absolutely. So, I mean, if you, if you're interested in exploring that side, competitions will be great. That's a really great idea. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> no problem. I love competitions. Yeah. It just opens like the possibilities to helping us right. like, you know, execute our creative ideas. And it's interactive too in a mm-hmm. way because, you know, when I think about that side of my brain that kind of dreams about these outdoor living experiences, I think, okay, if that's what you like, Catherine, then draw, you know, like that's, that's your outlet. So exactly. draw about it. But this is interesting because now you have a prompt. Now, other people, you know, in whatever other part of the world are also Mm -hmm. participating. Exactly. And a lot of times they have um, the winners actually build their ideas. Wow. Yeah. Cool. One day. You have my gears (laughs) turning. (laughs) No, totally. You should totally do it. Cool. How did it go? Oh, um, we didn't win that one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But we've gotten honorable mentions for like two others. That's great. It's, for me, competitions are a way to get out my bad ideas, I guess. Like, oh, yeah. to do the craziest things. Like Exactly. I don't know. Experiment. Draw. Exactly. Like, we're back in school again, but with all this knowledge of the technical side. Yeah. So, it's like with Risen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you for this having me. This was a very enlightening conversation. Yeah, me too. And I, I just felt connected to architecture again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're trying to do here with yes. your amazing program that you put together you. Thank so you. <laughs> yeah i hope i made good use of it yes <laughs> thank you so much for coming in this was great yes and thanks for having me